Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. All right, five films from George Ray Hill. Yes, sir. Starting out with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid from 1969. Raindrops keep falling on my head, and just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit those. Raindrops are falling on my head, they keep falling So I just did me some talking to the sun And I said I didn't like the way he got things done A huge hit. Huge hit, yeah. Um, uh, one of Redford's first uh, yeah, starring vehicles. Yeah, I was thinking about that. What year was Downhill Racer? Was that the same year? Boy, that was close. Was, I can't I remember what year it was. Like it the was. Si- oh. Let's, uh, and do a uh, I was I because I was telling you I had Butch Cassidy. They had a Butch Cassidy and Sting double feature on TCM that I recorded. Perfect. So yeah, yeah it was perfect. They go great together. And they do a lot of talking about that that pairing. Yeah. Um, and how Redford was not the first choice for the Sundance Kid. They wanted to um, they wanted to give it to. Uh, a bunch of people. I had heard Warren Beatty was Yeah, involved, Warren Beatty took too long too. to decide, they said. Somebody he, else. Uh, oh, Jack Lemon. How yeah, weird yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah that yeah. doesn't seem to make a lot I of sense. I think Jack Lemon was going to play Butch or something. No, Jack Lemon was, was going to play Sunday. It was always Paul Newman. Oh, really? Butch, that's yeah. weird. That, yeah. that's, that would have been too strange. Too strange, yeah. Um, but it's a great... Um, I, I'm, I'm calling it like a modern-day buddy picture even though it's set in the old west sure it's like for a 70s movie you know buddy pictures were a big deal martin and lewis and bing crosby and and then into the 80s of course it became a whole thing with like cop movies yeah exactly and i'm trying to think about william goldman did he ever like what was his uh later career like what type of stuff did he write if he ever wrote anything along those lines i'm not sure 
I'm just and looking the, real quick. Yeah. And the sting, you know, I uh, the the sting I thought was, you know, it was a four year later pairing of the same two actors, and it mm-hmm. wasn't really as much of a buddy picture as. Uh, no, it wasn't. In fact, I, upon watching, and I guess we'll talk about it more in the sting. Upon watching the sting, it seemed like they had like a very kind of transactional relationship more than anything else, right? Uh, T- Dave Carter and TCM said that they had. They they were not friends personally, but they had a lot of respect for their yeah. uh, Redford love. That he said Newman is just like one of the greatest natural actors, which I agree with. I agree yeah, with I totally. Think he yeah, is. they were very private people, and so they they like working together. But yeah. it was about as far as it went. Yeah, yeah. It, the sting seemed a little more um, of a perfect. Like I, I mean, between the two characters, not between the two guys. Right, it was right, more right. of a like they were brought together because they had the mutual interest in fucking over Robert Shaw, but they weren't really other friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Butch Cassidy, they, they, they both carry the, the majority of the movie. I mean, basically yeah. they're, uh, they're, they're, Butch runs a hole in the wall gang and, um, it's a bunch of, um, you know, a bunch of misfits or bank robbers or train robbers. Um, and, Early in the movie, they all kind of get wiped out. Pretty early, yeah, yeah, pretty quickly. And it kind of comes down to the two of them and Catherine Ross, who's, mm-hmm. who's Sundance's girlfriend. And she's gorgeous, too, man. She, and she's sort of like, Butch is always kind of like feeling the third wheel a little bit in that relationship. Yeah, there's some, yeah. some shots of Paul Newman just like standing there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's but it. they're they're basically on the run the whole time, right? It's very much a... a as opposed to what would be the traditional Western at that time, where it's like John Wayne stands in the middle of town, right? These guys are on the run the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're being they're being chased by by a bevy of really super high end lawmen, an Indian tracker, um, you know, that paid for by the railroad guy. Right. And the they, the the way they robbed this train, um, they robbed this train twice. You're just gonna get yourself blown up. You don't open that door. I can't do that. On account of, I work for Mr. E. H. Harriman of the Union Pacific Railroad. He and Will you me- shut up about that E. H. Harriman stuff and open the door? What's going on? We got a patriot in there. Okay, go ahead, news. That's young Woodcock. He's awful dedicated. Woodcock. Yes, sir. You know who we are. Uh, uh, you're the hole in the wall gang, Mr. Cassidy. I understand that, but you got to understand, Mr. E. H. Harriman himself. Of the Union Pacific Railroad, give me this job. And I've got to do my best, don't you see? Your best don't include getting yourself killed. Dynamite's ready, Butch. Mr. E.A. Chairman himself, he had the confidence of you. Open the door or that's it. You think E.A. Chairman would get himself killed for you? Woodcock? I work for Mr. E.A. Chairman of the Union Pacific Railroad. And he entrusted me. That's George Fur. Yeah, uh, I loved him in Blazing Saddles. Shampoo he's just, also. Yeah, he's exactly. The, and my, the, my role that I always think of him in is Cannibal Run, when he plays sort of a Ralph Nader parody. Mm, yeah. He's just chased, kind of like kind, trying to like constantly put the kibosh on the cannonballers. <laughs> uh, um, he's very funny. He's very funny. He's yeah. a playwright. He wrote the play Company, the book to that. No shit, yeah, I didn't know he that. he wrote another uh, big play as well uh, after that. Let me see. Two... 
there's two musicals he was known for uh, making. Musicals? Well, I don't get him as a well, musical guy. He at didn't all. write the songs. He wrote the, wrote book, the book for the musical the with Stephen Sondheim musicals, no, Co- there Company you go. and Merrily We Roll Along. He wrote the book for both of them. Wow! Yeah, excellent. Pretty interesting. Yeah, and he worked with Hal Needham several times. It looks like uh, you know Cannibal Run and then Mega Force as well. He has an interesting career for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, he's just a great comedic actor too. Um, this role is Nebishi kind of. Uh, uh, you know, ride with the safe. You know, yeah, company uh, man. E. Really. H. Harriman for the man. Pacific. Uh, yeah, uh, what is it? The uh, United Pacific Railroad. Right, and uh, he he was also kind of a bank guy in Shampoo. Yeah. Did, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he yeah. Denied Warren Beatty the loan in the beginning. Yeah, that is similar. Similar, <laughs> like just. Yep, uh, they, and you know they end up blowing. They end up having to to blow up the safe. And you know, it's it's a comedy, but like you said, it's sort of an outlaw movie, and there and it and it becomes very suspenseful, and it gets to the point where their uh, their their fate is not in their hands. They really they run out of rope. Yeah, and the but guy. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the guys chasing them, like you find out, you know, we know that it's the railroad um, or the bank man, railroad man, uh, financing these operations. But the whole time, it's, it it feels ominous. Like they're they're representatives of these large systems, right? Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Yeah, they don't even know who's coming after them most of the time. You know, it's just these sort of shadowy figures, and he only identifies them by the hat. Later. Yeah, the white hat. He always wears a white skimmer. That's how you tell us Joe LaForce, because he wears a white straw hat. Look at that guy out front. And then they real, they realize the one guy's a tracker, and they're watching him, always watching him from these cliff cliff height distances, mm-hmm. really super long wide shots. Uh, the whole movie is shot. Uh, it, it's really amazing because it's it's um, it's it's outdoors. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of natural light. Yeah, most of the whole movie is outside. Yeah, really. it's set in a yeah. time where there's really the technology is really limited to like the railroad and the and the telephone. There's yeah, like, telephone? telegraph. Telegraph, telegraph yeah. right. So, um, yeah, it really it really has it really feels very authentic in that. It's time. a Conrad Hall joint behind the camera. Mm-hmm. So there's an, another friend of ours who's been on the podcast before. He shot Smile. Yeah. And, you know, shot a million things over the yeah. years. It's really beautiful, beautiful looking film. Um, so the, so Butch and Sundance, um, um, they finally get ambushed by, by the same railroad guys, the hires. The white jump, hat guy. Yeah, the white hat which guy. Which is, talk about a reversal of a Western trope, the white hat's the bad guy. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, well, that's the thing is you, who are the bad guys? You know, you're rooting for, for outlaws in right. this movie. And, uh, what, uh, the, uh, yeah. and in fact, they're like folk heroes. I mean, they, mm-hmm. everybody treats them like, well, you know, Butch, if, if it was me, if it was my money, I would you'd be the first person I give it to. There's a line in Slapshot where Paul Newman says, most folk heroes started out as criminals, which is, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's it really, points, really points cool right how there. George Ray Hill's movies talk to each other like that. <laughs> I think in Slapshot, he even says, who are those guys? When he talk, in reference to the Hanson Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Butch Cassidy, um, uh, great soundtrack by Burt Backrack. Um, the Academy Award for the Raindrops keep Rain falling on my head. Right? head. Yeah, it was a huge hit. B.J. Thomas is yeah. the singer behind it. Yeah, uh, still here all over the place today. I think. Yeah, yeah I can't get away from it. Yep. Those big hits of the seventies, even though it was nineteen sixty nine. Um, 
the 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 music is incorporated really well it takes it takes up um it uses a lot of time compression where there's a lot of running around and, you know because basically when the heat when the heat gets too big for them in america butch had floated this idea of going to bolivia and sundance is like what do you know about bolivia you know right. is this and and then when the shit really kind of hits the fan when they almost get caught the gang gets shot yeah and you know with robbing the train the second time which mm-hmm. is the, their mistake and they do end up going to bolivia there's a whole After sequence jumping off a, a cliff to finally get away from the guys <laughs> yeah. right yeah, that's they, the they, only way their last last ditch <laughs> effort which worked right yeah all right I'll jump first. No. Then you jump first. No, I said. What's the matter with you? I can't swim! (laughs) Why are you crazy? The fall will probably kill you. They get to Bolivia after that. There's a whole montage of like still photographs showing them like York, the three yeah. of them moving, you know, uh, uh, the two of them and Catherine Ross, like kind of en route to Bolivia. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah it yeah. reminds me of like the party in Sweet Charity where, you know, the photos kept showing up. Yeah. 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 And they they use the sepia tone, mm-hmm. heavy grain. The it's whole, very effective. And, and actually, sorry, I didn't mean to bug into you, but and the way how it starts in like a silent film style in the credits, uh, yeah. And then the first couple minutes of the movie are straight up in sepia tone. The color very very slowly fades in. Yeah, it image. makes it look like it's an actual, um, an actual sort of like a documentary, like a newsreel almost sure, of the actual of that time. era. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it's really effective. Uh, and 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 after that, it says most of what follows is true, <laughs> which is cool. And then, um, so they get to Bolivia, and there's like nothing there. It's just like a llama, and <laughs> like not a, not a whole lot going on. <laughs> Big shit. Yep. Well, you know, it could be worse. You get a lot more for your money in Bolivia. I, I checked on it. What could they have here that you could possibly want to buy? Geez, all Bolivia can't look like this. How do you know? This might be the garden spot of the whole country. People may travel hundreds of miles just to get to this spot where we're standing now. This might be the Atlantic City, New Jersey of all Bolivia, for all you know. Look, I know a lot more about Bolivia than you know about Atlantic City, New Jersey. I can tell you that. Aha! You do, huh? I was born there. I was born in New Jersey. Brought up there. So... You're from the East? I didn't know that. Uh, The total tonnage of what you don't know is enough to shatter... I'm not sure we're accomplishing as much as we might here. Listen, your job is to back me up because you'd starve without me. And you, your job is to shut up. Well, he'll feel a lot better after he's robbed a couple of banks. <laughs> Bolivia. And they they end up 
trying to go straight, I guess, because it's not as lucrative for them to be bank robbers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't know the language. Yeah. Butch said he knew Spanish. He, he clearly does. He's having terrible... to read off a sheet yeah. of paper in his pocket. S2S and Robo. Manos, Manos, um... Manos Arriba! They got him up! Skip on down! Arriba! Skip on down! Todos ustedes arismense a la pared! They're against the wall already! Donde es? Ah, oh, you're so damn smart, you read it! They have a terrible time trying to rob banks uh, in, in Bolivia. <laughs> After they're ineffectual as, as Bolivian bank robbers, they decide to go straight and get a job as, like, guards. Mm -hmm. And it's only then, when they're working for the man, that Butch shoots somebody. It's like, it took going straight for him to become a killer. But, you know, that moment there, it just drops you into, like, a oh, fuck kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, you're really far from any kind of land. Again, you're... You're you're a stranger in a strange land. You know we've got that we've got that theme running through a lot of films mm -hmm. where you're just out of your element, uh, trying you're to survive, running out of time, and the, it's it's almost like, you know the the railroad man is like the forces of the future, right? The forces of capitalism and progress coming right, after right. the old outlaws. Yeah. you know his time's running out, and they've got the resources and you don't. Exactly, you're just trying to get by, mm -hmm. and you're trying to. Uh, oh, it's a Struther Martin was the miner. Who hires them, right? Isn't that yep, Strother Martin? Martin? Well, uh, considering that I'm desperate and you are just what I'm looking for, on top of which you stem from the U.S. of A., we start tomorrow morning. You mean we got jobs? Payroll guard. Yep. He always spits and goes, bingo. Also in Slasher. Yes. Yep. He's in a lot of great movies. He was one of Friend of Paul Newman's, I think, because he was also in uh, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm -hmm. A failure to communicate. Yep. Famous, yeah, famous Same thing. guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, and that that's that's really where uh, where Catherine Ross kind of that's where the where the rubber hits the road with her. She'd said before she said, "I'm 26 and I'm single and a school teacher and that's the bottom of the pit. And the only excitement I've known is here with me now. So I'll go with you and I won't whine, and I'll sew your socks, and I'll stitch you when you're wounded, and I'll do anything you ask of me except one thing." I won't watch you die. I'll miss that scene if you don't mind. Right. Yep. And a, when the, when things are closing in, um, she decides to go back. And then the guy the in the white, white hat, hat shows, shows up, up just in Bolivia. So then it's they're like, really at they're options. really fucked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a great little moment too. You know when they're kind of cornered by the bad guys and they have a gunfight and you know it's real exciting and. Then they're kind of last little bit of the movie is them in their little bunker, like, and they're still talking up the dreams. We're gonna go to Australia. I got a great idea where we should go next. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Change your mind when I tell you. Shut up. Okay, okay. Your great ideas that got us. Forget about it. I don't ever want to hear another one of your ideas. All right. All right. Okay. Australia. I figured secretly you wanted to know, so I told you. Australia. That's your great idea. Oh, boy, it's the latest in a long line. 
Australia's no better than here. Ah, oh, that's all you know. <coughs> Name me one thing. They Name speak me one English thing. in Australia. They do? That's right, smart guys, so we wouldn't be foreigners. Got horses in Australia. Hell, they got thousands of miles we could hide out in. A good climate, nice beaches. You could learn to swim. No, swimming isn't important. What about the banks? They're easy. Easy, ripe, and luscious. <laughs> the banks are the women. Well, once you got one, you got the other. It's a long way, though, isn't it? Ah, everything's got to be perfect with you. Well, I just don't want to get there and find out it stinks. That's all. At least think about it. They're never going to admit defeat. They're, and then it ends in that great freeze frame where mm -hmm. it's, that, you know, we yeah. know what happened. But, well, they don't yeah. know the whole fucking Bolivian army is out there. Yeah. <laughs> Benditos Yankees. Uh, yeah, that, it, it's, and they're still sniping each other, you know. Mm -hmm. Is that what you call giving cover? Is that what you call running? <laughs> it, it's, it's a great, um, it's, I don't know if it's like a realistic depiction of people, but it's a great sort of, cinematic depiction of people. Almost reminds yeah, me of yeah. like a like a 30s screwball comedy or something. Yeah, like it's an, it's Laurel and Hardy. And sure, it's all yeah. the classic uh it's all the classic comedy teams that are that are Mutt and Jeff. Kid, there's something I think I ought to tell you. I never shot anybody before. One hell of a time to tell me. And Sundance, Robert Redford is like the real kind of like laconic gruff one, and Paul Newman's always like Mr. Happy. And you, and he, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sundance is always saying, "Well, you're the thinking one, Brooch, yeah. or however he puts it. Yeah, you're always the one thinking it up." They're, yeah, uh, they try to join the army at one point because they think that that'll get uh, you know their crimes like they'll look the other way if they join the army. Why don't we enlist? Go fight the Spanish. You and me in the war. We got a lot of things going for us. Experience, maturity, leadership. I bet we end up officers. It's a real interesting, real interesting story. And it is interesting that uh, William Goldman said he spent a lot of time reading about uh, about them. You know. The real life guys. Yeah, in order to get this um, thing going. Um, I don't know what else I can say about it other than it was a huge hit. And it's, and it's just incredibly great chemistry between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Two of the best film stars like of probably ever like just big personalities doing a great job just being charismatic yeah and paul newman made a really nice progression from being a leading man a 60s you know hunk to being kind of a middle-aged uh, not quite middle-aged you know still yeah like still got it but also, he's, he's got... He's not young anymore. And he, yeah, there's a certain old Paul Newman or older Paul Newman, like in Slapshot and in, like, The Color of Money, where he's got, like, a kind of down-on-his-luck vibe going on, mm -hmm. but he's still, like, you know, he's still the best, and in you know, the movie's a lot of him reclaiming that the bestness. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He's just a master at that. And and Redford, like we were saying, he was really kind of just starting out. Yeah. What did they say uh, uh, the way we were came out the that same was year after as, this, wasn't it? Was it? Just almost the same year, or like a couple of months before the sting. Okay, and he That's had really established himself yeah. there, right? Redford really nails it, and and again, not being the first choice, mm -hmm. but being like ultimately the, the best choice. Something, yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very much the best choice. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like the same year as Downhill Racer, but this came first uh, before it was Barefoot in the Park. 
Um, the way we were wasn't until '73. That was right. uh, Sidney Pollack, and that was after the Sting, actually. But yeah, so this was pr- he was he was an actor, a working actor. He'd been in stuff. Tall Stories, his first credit with Anthony Perkins and Jane Fonda. Oh the wow, college basketball movie. Oh wow, yeah, and yeah, that's a because Barefoot in yeah. the Park was Jane Fonda too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Neil Simon. Yep. Uh, and uh, let's see. Well, he'd done a bunch of TV too. I told yeah. you he was in an episode of Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. You were mentioning um, that. A lot of Ameri- back then they were doing American Playhouse and and uh, and all it these like kind of Playhouse ninety. It was Playhouse in ninety. Hitch- was couple of Alfred Hitchcock presents um, in two different roles of the Virginian as the same guy. He had an arc on the Virginian. There you and go. You know, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's back when TV was was written and directed by film people. You know, and it just had, and it was, and a lot of it was shot on film. Yeah. So it, everything just has kind of like this mini movie kind of mm-hmm. thing. Thank God TV turned into a factory for soap commercials. Now <laughs> that we don't have to worry about no, yeah. any of this artistic horseshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, those guys became filmmakers. So many of those early TV fellows. We've talked mm-hmm. about that numerous times. Michael Ritchie, obviously, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, Robert Aldrich, yeah. Altman, blah blah blah. Yep. Bow, 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 bow. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that um, that movie was such a huge success. Uh, uh, wanted to just say uh, the and George George Rory Hill. Um, that that was one of his earliest efforts too. And he uh, they, somebody pointed out he was one of the most successful film directors. Oh, I bet that's ever. true. I bet um, that's totally true. Just yeah. because of this movie and The Sting, were probably you know yeah, two yeah, of the yeah. biggest hits. At the, yeah. You know, at the time, let me see. Huge hits. Uh, the Sting came out on on uh, Christmas Day. Oh yeah. Uh, in in seventy three. So. Well, in between those two movies, he made another one, and we'll talk about that one right exactly. when we come back. Oh, Kenneth Mars and Sam Elliott. Did you see either of them? Their names were in the credits. Oh oh hello yeah uh, Kenneth Mars was the sheriff. I didn't trying to, I, I totally fucked that up. Kenneth Mars is the sheriff trying to rally in the, the town people. That's yeah, the and nobody scene. follows him. Oh, that's the best. And then the salesman comes up. And that is why I'm your marshal, and that is why you, and you, and you are riding with me. Am I right? Well, what do you say? I say this. I say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Friends and enemies, meet the future. The future what? The future mode of transportation for this weary Western world. The bike sales. Yeah, there. and just like, well, you got all these people I here. Totally I thought I'd take advantage of it. That that I'm, I meant to say that, and I, I'm looking at it, and I didn't write it down. I did. I wrote it down because I saw his name in the credits, and Sam Elliott also, who I missed, but I guess. The scene when you know Sund- Sam Elliott is the early scene where they're playing when poker. Sundance is introduced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I went back and looked. He it. doesn't have his mustache. I think that's what threw me. Did, I'm sure the voice. I, mean, I I missed it, but I guess like if I were to pay attention because I didn't recognize him, but I saw his yeah. name in the credits and I said that's got to be who he was. Hmm. He was the poker player in the beginning, who's like ready to shoot. So no, you're just going to kill me. Yeah, I didn't know it was you. You know, he'll just kill me. Well, there you go. Good stuff. Great yeah. movie. Great movie is right. Absolutely. Absolutely.